Welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Book Roberts. This is a podcast that's sometimes about reality television. Probably not today. I mean, I guess not today. Folks, how was your Super Bowl? Did you have a good time? Well, if you did, rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Give us a little nice review. We yeah. appreciate it very much. We're responsible for the Super Bowl. People don't really know that about us. We put but... on the Super Bowl every single year. Uh, it's a hard event, especially this year with COVID. We only allowed, I don't know, f- almost 30,000 people into the stadium just because we needed to cap it um, at a certain amount to make to be safe. Um, you know, So we just had thirty about 30,000 people in the stadium, and then we just allowed them to, you know, walk drunkenly around Tampa. Yeah. And that's kind of how we just corral. That's, that's you know, we want to corral things in Tampa. We want to keep COVID in Tampa. And that's why we have a new hashtag, keep COVID in Tampa. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, really, let's be honest, those people wouldn't mind. We're um, not responsible for the game, though. So if you were upset with um, how boring it was, that's not on us. It was a boring Super Bowl. I did say that to my dad, and he said, not if you're a Tampa Bay fan. I guess you're right. Right. I guess you are right. Is he a Tampa Bay fan? No, he's okay. not a Tampa Bay. There you go. But uh, he's right. You know, people wanted to see Tom Brady win again. I think the old people wanted to see Tom Brady win again, and the young people like to see uh, Mahomes win. But uh, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe young people like Tom Brady too. I have no idea. But uh, uh, we did watch. We 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 tried to watch the Super Bowl last night. Did we not? We did. We watched most of it. We bailed to we watch bailed, Big Brother. We bailed to watch Big Brother at like the two minute mark when uh, yeah. the announcer started calling it like a bad game. And I was like, all right, that's enough for yeah. me, I guess. I don't need to see the post game here. Did you um ever have like, did your parents have Super Bowl parties? Yes. Really? Yeah. Um, My dad used to have some Super Bowl parties back when I was, uh, before I was born. And then like, I think a little bit when I was born. Um, oh yeah. You puked young. at one. It's one of your dad's favorite stories. Right. So he had, he had. <laughs> threw a bunch of uh, Super Bowl parties back in the day. And we had Super Bowl parties when I was a kid, you know, where the neighbors would come over, I think. And uh, I remember there being like cellophane balloons, um, you know, those like balloons that are like uh, you put a picture on it and it's a shape. Yeah, like helium balloons. Helium balloons. Yeah, but like, you get them at like a balloon shop. Right, in the shape of footballs with like the, the Super Bowl right. contenders. You had that? Yeah, somebody. What an ideal childhood you had. Well, I didn't have them. Somebody, you were given them? <laughs> somebody got them. I think actually it was at my grandmother's house when I remember. That's Some incredible. Packers Steelers or something like that. I can't really remember the game, but. You never had a Super Bowl party? Not really. I mean, I don't remember my parents having one. And then you by guys the don't time... Look, you guys seem like you're not really like a football family. We're not super... Fo- I mean, that's not true because we love like college football. You know, we go to... My dad goes to Virginia Tech games all the time every year. And I think that like by the time my parents got divorced is when I started paying attention to what we were doing in terms of celebration. And my mom wasn't a football lady. She's just not into it. Does she like any sports, your mother? She likes baseball. She likes to watch baseball. And Does she likes she? basketball. Yeah. Oh, okay. She likes to go to a baseball game. Baseball games are kind of fun. I don't like watching baseball per se. Boring. I don't like watching it on television. I do love, 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 love going to a baseball game. Going to a baseball game is good up until about the seventh inning where I'm like, I gotta get out of here. That was my favorite part about college is I used to just get to go to sports games for free. I'm going back to college. Just I mean, for those tickets. You're going to sit in the stands with a whole bunch of people? Yeah, you think I'd fit in? I think what's going to happen is it's going to be weird to be in a crowd of people for a very, very long time. You know, I keep I keep seeing this tweet, and it keeps being brought up on podcasts where it's like people are talking about it, how someone tweeted 
you know, um, the saying like when the pandemic is over is starting to sound a lot like when I win the lottery. Have you seen this tweet? Uh, no. And I didn't really understand what that meant until recently. Like they're basically saying that like life, there's no no such thing as the pandemic being over. Yeah. Life has changed permanently. Yeah. Not in the way of like, oh, we're always going to be like, oh, there's a pandemic here and we all have to stay in our houses. But more like uh, you will not have your old life back. Things have been changed for good. Yeah. Do you think that's true? Yeah. I think that um, I, in minor cases, I think that you're going to need like booster shots for COVID mm. uh, variations. Mm. Uh, you know, we're going to, you know, the winter will roll around or whatever. And then um, we're going to uh, have somebody on, um, uh, you know, television or on Twitter or some wherever you get your news is going to be like the new COVID variant is out this year. Uh, make sure you get your COVID variant booster shots. And it's not going to feel like, oh, my God, it's going to feel like the flu shot, you know, because our bodies are going to get more used to it. And and, uh, you know, you got the flu way back but in the I mean, day. I mean, you're died. just talking about shots. I'm talking about like a life, how we I'm interact with people. I'm explaining. I'm going into the what the actual answer to your question. I want more of like a abstract answer. Um, like, do you think your social life will ever go back to normal? Yeah, is what the I'm social asking. life will will be normal. But guess what? When people are sick, you're going to probably wear a mask. And yeah. probably not going to go to the party with a cold. Yeah. So um, I think that um, when, you know, if we ever move back to New York City and I'm on the subway, I don't know. I don't really see myself being on the subway in the next couple of years without a mask, regardless if I have COVID. I was talking to my friends on Sunday for our little game night, our weekly game night. And they were talking about who has been on the train, who hasn't in Brooklyn. One of my friends has not been on the train since March. Okay. And then my other friend was like, yeah, I was on the train like a month ago. And she was like, real hit or miss with the mask wearing. What? People are not (laughs) wearing masks on the train in New York. How is that possible? She just said that like every now and then there's someone not wearing a mask and also sometimes eating. Well, I had a problem with that prior, you know, to the whole fucking COVID thing. People eating on the train is disgusting. But um, no, no, I, I just don't understand how you could be on. Uh, like there is if there's one you're underground in a capsule, like you're basically in a submarine. There's no ventilation whatsoever yeah. on a train. Yeah. And so the idea that you would not wear a mask, like you should have worn a mask, you know, before COVID on the train. It's so Preach. disgusting. It's like it's so gross down there and you're breathing in everybody else's air. I, see, that does not bode well for me wanting to ever do that again, unfortunately. I'm a little skittish. I don't really feel like taking the subway. Guy, can um, you believe how cute Lily's being right now? Sorry to interrupt you, but like Lily's laying on Nick's equipment, which I can see is really bothering Nick. He's, it's not really bothering me, actually. You look you look disturbed. No, I just don't want her to um, turn any of my knobs with her fur. <laughs> <laughs> she um, She's just attention starved right now, this little cat. She really is attention starved. And she's food starved. I mean, not really. We give her so much food, but like she just wants food at all times. I think it may be the winter. Yeah, she's got that hibernation mode. Right, she's just like, she eats, and then she's like, yeah, where's more? I would like more. And you're like, no, no, this is not how it goes. We don't give you more food after we've given you the food. Do you think if we just left out a bowl of dry, she'd just be one of those big old fat cats? I've noticed that when we've let her, let, left her uh, a pile of dry food just if we were going to go out for like a day, and we, we were going to like miss a feeding, and we didn't want to ha- hire somebody to come over, 
She doesn't eat at all. She just eats until she's full, walks away. Yeah, she away. walks away, and then she comes back and will eat more. She grazes. Yeah, I mean, but she would, she will beg you for the food. She will beg. This morning I woke up, and like she saw me get up. I saw her wake up, and the look of shock on her face that I was waking up before she could come over and wake me up for food, she was like, my game's slipping. Like, she jumped up. She ran over to me. She started meowing, like, I've been wait- trying to wake you up this whole time. It's like, I know you were asleep. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, she will t- She will wake you up Um, for that food, for that delicious, delicious wet food. Have you ever tasted it? No, but it gets on my fingers every <laughs> once in a while, and it's vile. I dare you to give it a little. It's taste. a real like pork greasy chicken grease that like, it's just greasy and smelly. And there's something where like animals aren't supposed to have spices or something like salt and pepper. That's why you're not supposed to feed dogs human food, is because they're like spiced with all these things that we eat. So I imagine her food just tastes like like cold meat mush. Now. Uh, y- She's not supposed to have human food with spices, but she really desperately wants a Dunkin' Donut. Something happened. <laughs> she got a taste of sugar on her tongue somehow. Somewhere. Because all of a sudden in the past like two weeks, she has noticed the smell of sugar before where yeah. she hasn't in the past. So I think maybe a plate was laying around and she got like a little taste of sugar because now if you bring a donut and yeah, we are bringing lots of donuts into the house. If you bring a donut or cake or something into the room she's in, she literally perks up. She smells it. She knows she wants it. She tries to get it. This was not, this is a, an, a this was not a, a usual thing. This is a recent behavioral change. She has a move now where it's like, um, when she comes in, so we let Lily uh, spend time in on two levels of this house that, uh, you know, because on, on the main level of the house, the, there are two yippy dogs that really just wouldn't have Lily walking around. And honestly, Lily's had a, minute interactions with these dogs, and she don't want no part of it. She's yeah. like, I'm done with that shit. They are mesmerized. They just stare at her and yeah. all. She just and doesn't. And she's like, you're not for me. She's like, this isn't working. We don't let her go downstairs. So... Um, we let her walk around, uh, you know, a couple of different rooms and, and when she comes into the room that we're podcasting from today, which is not normally our podcasting room, but this is our bedroom and she comes in here and hangs out with us and we, we try to get her to sleep in here every night. Um, but when she comes in, she, uh, used to just come in and, and then, you know, walk around. She used to like to try to get on like all the high, uh, uh dressers and, and, you know, classic cat stuff. Now she knows like where we keep like if we've eaten dinner or if we have like she knows where the crumbs are a little snack or something. <laughs> There's like we have a little end table thing, and she now just walks up, jumps on the couch, and then makes her way over to that table and starts sniffing around. Let's see what they've left here. Let's see if there are any Let's little see what's going on treats. over here because a couple of times and more than I'd like to admit, she's scored. Uh, yeah. Where like we've left a bowl out, or mm-hmm. there is like you know popcorn kernels in a cup and she's she's like she's like oh yeah here we go got it nice um and she's just mesmerized so you have to now have to move the table away from the couch so she can't get the vantage point yeah and uh look i know we said this is a podcast about reality television but it's really a podcast about our cat lily right sure sure we got our new toys so we got our hammock she's into that it's not really a hammock it's kind of like a hammock shaped lounger 
Um, but yeah, the it's best like a part, chase lounge for it's a, a chase uh, lounge for a cat for at a cat. PetSmart. Best part is that it has this pole that sticks straight out with a feather at the end of it, and she just likes the feather to be like resting on her head, <laughs> like she likes it to be touching her in some yeah, way. Yeah, just on her, and then she she sits there and like looks at you like there's nothing on my head. God, can you imagine if we had a baby? Oh man, I would definitely be smacking crumbs out of her hands. Like, what's gonna long. happen to Lily? I'm gonna put a Lily is our head. number one source of uh the number one receiver of our attention is she gonna freak when we bring a baby into the house you know based on lily's demeanor in the time that i've known her i don't think so you think she'll be cool with i it? think she's just gonna act the exact same way that she normally acts which is quite frankly aloof <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what else is going on with you babe what <laughs> oh no already <laughs> Let's see. What did we do this we watched, week? We watched. We had a date night where we watched Robin Hood. Yeah, we watched Robin Hood, the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Nick has got it in him where he wants to watch sort of like the lost Disney movies. So like that era of Disney of cartoons that are not Snow White, that are not Cinderella. Well, you know, I'm, I there's so many Disney movies out there that, uh, you know, I've seen as a child and just never really have seen since then that, uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to... Uh, you know, r- regain some of the, the fond memories, mm, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I do feel like that there is a bunch of lost movies out there. And when I, I think what, what makes a lost Disney movie, because you could get it on, you know, Disney Plus or, you know, whatever, if you have your old clamshell VHSs or you have the DVDs before they put them in the vaults. I mean, people have these movies, they watch them. Um, so you could see them. They're not like gone. But I think with a Disney movie, there's a certain amount of respect that you would give a certain title that eventually makes its way into like one of the theme parks, mm-hmm, maybe, mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, there is some sort of representation of it yes. in a park. And I feel like that's what separates like a lost movie from like a Disney classic. So if you go into the theme, any of the theme parks or any sort of Disney property and, you know, they, they want to represent some of their old movies, what you're going to see is a lot of Cinderella. You know, you're going to see a lot of Snow White, yeah. a lot of Lion King. Right. You know, there's um, no Lion King ride. It's well, there's enough shows and, and yeah. things like that. And, yeah. And t-shirts if you have a Broadway and, show, you're not part of the loss. Exactly. And I kind of feel like what they've done is just taken their cl- what they consider their classics, the ones that do very well. And it's obvious because people want to go in there and go, I love that movie. And there are eras for these movies. And I believe there are some documentaries that kind of just kind of take talk about the eras of the uh, Disney movies that you could probably find on Disney+. Plus. I know there's one where it basically is a, is a documentary just uh, talking about how like, you know, um, Snow White, Cinderella, and then there was a big stretch of bullshit. And then I guess, you know, Sleeping Beauty may have brought the franchise back mm. or... Or, or Disney back there. There's there's definitely ebbs and flows when it comes to the, the I Disney. I know like the Disney, like the another another chapter in the Disney movies I got to experience as a Me child. Too. Yeah, so we're lucky I, there. Right. Which is the Little Mermaid. The, the, the late 80s through the mid 90s. Aladdin. Aladdin, Little Mer- Mermaid. I think uh, kind, kind of cul- culminating with uh, Lion King. Culminating with the Lion King. And then really sort of going 
downhill i feel like like i was never pocahontas what was after pocahontas Pocahontas did very well though i mean pocahontas was probably the last one in that block beauty and the beast was in there beauty and the beast was before lion king i think and all of these movies are um are like very represented in the disney world but there are movies that are not and i would love to see some some rides rethemed with some of these more classic adventures now i'm surprised they never did they never incorporated the jungle book into the into jungle, the jungle cruise. cruise it is interesting because they have no jungle book ride I, I do not understand why they don't do that it's yeah. weird uh, it's weird frankly but what we watched was robin hood and um Ashley loves this movie. This is one of her favorites. As a child, it was definitely my top five. As an adult, I don't know if I agree with that anymore. But as a kid, oh my God. First off, my first crush was the fox. Second off, I loved Your, your, the... your first crush, crush was Robin Hood. Yeah, Robin Hood the fox. Robin of Loxley. Yeah. And I loved... I also felt like this is the first movie I saw as a kid where there was like nice southern characters you know, like this was like there's the southern rooster. There's kind Are of Are you kidding, man? The sheriff of Nottingham is a southern character and he's a piece of shit. Yeah, but the rooster, uh oh, get that drink. Lily's trying, uh, trying to take to the spotlight. Jesus. But, but the, the, the rooster's southern and it was like I was like, Oh, he sounds like my grandpa, you know? Right, like it right. was like when you're a kid, it's that's interesting. Huge. The movie is a mix of southern characters and British characters, like voices. Yeah, and then just some like regular non-accented American. Well, I was telling my dad that we were watching this because this was definitely of my dad's childhood era. Because I remember, do you remember when we were on, uh, when, last time we went to Disney and and that when we went on the Peter Pan ride? Yeah. Another movie that's very uh, That Peter Pan ride was incredible. Now, I have a question for you before fin- you get into fi- it. Can I finish my, st- all right, go ahead. We went on that Peter Pan ride. The one and only time we've ever gone on that Peter Pan ride together, our little group, Mm -hmm. was during the Halloween party Mm -hmm. because that was the only time where the line wasn't insane. Because usually you can't get a fast pass or the line's insane. That's the only time I've ever been on that ride. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was uh, one that I, I mean, I, I, the most memories I have when I was a young, young child, maybe the first time that I went there was going on that and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. They were right next to one another mm. in the park. And I do remember that in Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom. God, I can't now, wait to go back to Disney. Me too. Now, uh, so yeah, we um, uh, we were on that line and that's when we asked uh, my father. We finally asked him a question uh, on that trip. <laughs> he got to express himself about what like movies he watched when he was a kid, Disney movies. And he, he mentioned Robin Hood being one of them. And then we looked up the year. It was like 1971 or something. Mm-hmm. It makes, makes sense. I think the seventies has a poor representation altogether mm-hmm. in the parks. I mm-hmm. feel like it was, you know, fifties, sixties, big gap eighties. Like well, as far as like what people are loving. You know, yeah. and the the movies that hold the that that people can remember. Like, I, if I uh, asked anybody, like name name Disney movies, anybody from our era, I would guess, and maybe a little bit older, and definitely a little bit younger. Um, I don't think they would ever mention Robin Hood as as like it because you you don't think of Robin Hood because first of all, it's been made in so many different ways. Right, it's not There's, like a Disney original right. story. Right, there's so many different movies of Robin Hood, and of course, the best Robin Hood Men in Tights, the Mel Brooks movie from the '90s. Uh, it's a terrible movie, but I watched the shit out of it when I was a kid. And 
Dave Chappelle's in it. Yeah. It's interesting. And he's funny. Young Dave Chappelle. He is funny, but his jokes are like black guy jokes. Mm, I haven't watched it as an adult. Like cliched, like, hey, we're going to, hey, we have a black person in our our, um, casts, so we're going to make all of his jokes will be hip hop related. Mm. Like he was about to fight somebody in like the Sherwood forest and he pumped up his, uh, you know, his pump, his Nike Mm, sneakers mm -hmm. and like he wears his cap backwards. Now, maybe some of this was a Dave Chappelle choice. I know I'm going on a tangent, but I think it might've been old ass Mel Brooks (laughs) deciding that this is the way they were going to go. But Hey, good for Mel Brooks recognizing how funny Dave Chappelle was in like 1993. Um, I digress. You do. Uh, I used to love that movie, by the way, and I kind of feel like if I watched it now, I'd be like, "Oh, this is so cringy. Why'd they do this to him?" Plus, there was like a blind guy in it. Um, remember the blind? Oh, I don't. Was, I truly haven't seen it? this movie. We, we might in have twenty to, years. We might have to watch this movie. It's. Yeah. I mean, it's. There is one incredible part of Robin Hood and Men in Tights, and then we'll move back to the Disney movies. Um, is Richard Lewis plays um. Uh, who's the the king or the the fake king? Mm-hmm. Uh, Char- John. John. Yeah. Prince John or King John. Prince John. He is so funny because he just plays himself. Yeah. Just like like depressed and like stressed out, like uh, and he's just really funny, a really funny performance. Mm. And that's like, honestly, we'll go back to the Disney movie now. Um, first of all, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was it was a good it was a good Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it didn't necessarily feel so much for kids, and maybe that's kind of like how those movies felt back then. Yeah, and I think something that really st- stood apart for me watching the Disney Robin Hood is the voice actors you do not get. And I had texted my dad, and he said that these actors were all famous people. I have to look it up, but like there's really famous voices in there. Um, but you don't get voices like that in um, kids entertainment anymore. Correct. Kids entertainment. All the Pixar movies are like, hey, everybody. Or like, uh, you know, I'm just a little kid. I'm a little girl running around. You know, it's just like these cutesy voices and voice performances. All of the voices on the Robin Hood were like, they all just sound like old men who were smokers yeah like they were just like uh well robin hood robin hood i i tell you i can't even just stuff you wouldn't put in uh or i love the and, I, and i've heard this guy's voice but the guy the uh sheriff of nottingham yeah um his voice is he will i know when you gotta do this over there that's like definitely a voice you heard a lot when you were a kid in like little like kids movies 70s. but um you just don't hear a voice that's kind of like that. Like, well, I don't know, Robin Hood. I'm just looking for the money over here. Yeah. You're just like, okay, this is just, it just took me back to a time in which cartoons had voices of like just old actors and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you made a point, at one point in the movie, you made a comment that all the voice actors sounded like smokers. Yeah, they all had like just, because they were. You know? Yeah, they all had like a gravelly. Just like a smoker's voice, which is just a voice you can't attain and any longer people just can't sound like that yeah because it just you need you need smoke inhalation every 25 minutes for 50 years in order to have a voice that sounds like that like the dude who plays uh little john like a real deep voice and it's just like could never hit those pitches and octaves right if you weren't chomping on cigars every night <laughs> and drinking scotch and i just don't feel like uh, voice actors are are people want like a softer kinder 
right? Is that what it is? You want like a soft, kind voice. Yeah. Well, okay. For... I have a couple things to say about this with the Disney thing. Yeah. Which is one is you're talking about all the different eras of Disney movies. I think one of the things that happened with the cartoons, there was a big gap when they kind of just did live action movies. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's because they were trying to save money or if that was like the the style they thought a ki- they thought kids wanted those movies. But that's when their um, Swiss Family Robinson came out. Old Yeller came out out it was like a bunch of what was that that movie like um broomsticks bed bed, bed knobs and broomsticks broomstick. you know it's like a lot of live action type thing even though i think there is like a little bit of um cartoons in that but so that was an era where you had that live action disney movies and then when i was a kid in the 80s disney had competition they don't have competition now they they make children's movies disney comes Children's movies come from Disney. But when I was a kid, there was this other uh, studio, I don't even know who it was, who was making cartoons, animated features by this incredible artist. And it was a different storyline. It was um, usually a lot sadder, it, but I'm thinking specifically of The Last Unicorn and The Land Before Time. That's when movies were coming out that weren't Disney properties, um, which really sort of, I think, encouraged Disney to push harder and and that's what brought us into the little that's what brought us into the little mermaid reign that time i never really watched any of the i watched um land before time but i i've never seen the last unicorn i don't even know if you can find the last unicorn i don't like don't even know where it would be but you know what is a ride i would really like to go on on a disney a disney property movie that doesn't have a ride they have one ride and i think it's in disneyland the alice in wonderland ride Think how cool the Alice in Wonderland ride would be. In Disney World, it's just like there's like a tea shop in yeah. the British part of well, Epcot. There's also the teacups. The Mad Hatter's That doesn't teacups. count. Yeah, well, still. I wonder, that's like saying that Aladdin, isn't there like Aladdin's rugs or something? Isn't that one of them? Yes. You're that's on, not you're an on Aladdin rug ride. It just kind of goes up and down. I want just a real like the Dumbo ride. ride does and all that stuff. Right. But anyway, uh, Robin Hood, just a really good movie and uh, a lot of fun to watch and, and just really fun performances and the artwork is is uh, nice. And uh, it's a good recommendation uh, or, a, or, or a big recommendation from, from me, at least. Um, and I don't know what the next one's going to be. Maybe like something like The Fox and the Hound, although I feel like that's like... That's maybe even for even littler children. I'd love to watch The Fox and the Hound, but I feel like that came out... In the nineties, oh, we were gonna t- we were gonna watch Aristocats. Aristocats. That's the one we're gonna watch. Aristocats. Yeah, I kind of want to watch Aristocats. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's not an Aristocats ride or a Lady and the Tramp ride. Um, what I would like to also watch is The Last Unicorn. I want you to find that for us. Okay. You can do it, babe. I know your internet skills. My internet skills are good. Yeah, you're good. So what else is going on with us? We've been eating too much cake. That's something you should know about. My Nanny, grandmother's my grandma's birthday, so it was like a two-day cake party. Nanny had a birthday on Saturday, but we weren't celebrating until Sunday when we could get Gabby and Chris over here. And she also got a cake from her friends on Thursday. So starting Thursday, there was cake in the house. Friday, Saturday, Sunday cake in the house. And then Nick has been on a real Duncan's run recently. He keeps showing up. I always with go to Duncan's. I always no, go to Duncan's. We had three days of Duncan's in a row. Well, here's the thing. I go to Duncan because what we had is our we as you guys know, if you've been listening to us, we uh, we have a day job where we teach children stand up comedy. And we've been doing it on Zoom. And so in order for me to um 
in order for me to get through and with enough energy to note these kids, uh, meaning like uh, they, they share their material with us and, and, and you have to give them notes and, and just to give them uh, my attention, I need a giant cold brew. Yeah, and, you love the cold brew. And I like getting and the coffee shop down the street from us like has wonky hours and I just can't. And sometimes when you go in there, it's just like the people in there just don't really have COVID etiquette that I appreciate. We hate the clientele. We live in a neighborhood where it's like a destination spot for old people. And I kind of feel like I've seen a lot of old people. First of all, they shouldn't even be in the coffee shops, like stay in the house because if you catch COVID, you're dead. But like when they do come in, it's like I just feel as though they don't really understand that you have to stand away from people. Like Mm-mm. it's just not in the f- you know forefront of their minds to 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 have with the etiquette. So and I'm not gonna get mad if I'm in the supermarket and some fat guy in his 40s is next to me. I'm probably gonna make a uh, comment or be aggro towards this person. It hasn't happened to me, but uh, it has happened to Ashley. Yeah, let's <laughs> never forget my meltdown in Wegmans. But um, I can't. You can't yell at an old person at least in public, you know. So um, that's illegal. That's illegal. So I just tend to not go there. So what happens is, uh, thank God, there's 14 Dunkin' Donuts or Dunkin' as they are rebranded too, um, in the in like a two mile vicinity of this house. There just are. Uh, welcome to New Jersey, folks. I love it. And they all have drive-throughs, and so that's a lot easier for me. If there was a Starbucks that was a little closer and the drive-through wasn't packed, I would go to the to the Starbucks a little uh, a little more. But it's Duncanville around here, so I go through and I need to get my super large uh, cold brew. And since I'm going through a time in which we are in a pandemic and I'm depressed and, uh, you know, the world sucks and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, sometimes I'll get a donut, too. All right. Sometimes I'll get a breakfast sandwich, too. Nick came home on Thursday. He came home. He brought me two heart-shaped mystery donuts. Folks, it's not a mystery. (laughs) I knew what they were. Folks, listen, you have to get the seasonal donuts if they're offering. The specialty donuts, the only reason to go to Dunkin' Donuts for the donuts. The rest of the donuts suck, but you know, they're going to get a heart-shaped donut, and the the pink one has like a jelly in the the center, and then the the brown, the black one has like a cookie chocolate dough, icing. chocolate icing. One of them in had there. like a chocolate icing. I squirted it all over the couch. It looked like a poop stain. It did. Um, I thought about blaming it on Lily because it was. It could have been a Lily stain, but no, I, I just cleaned it up. Lily then the never. next day he came home with some donuts, and the next day he came home I with some donuts. Don't, Yesterday don't. he brought me twenty five munchkins. First of all, it was my that gums hurt. Ash, Too much sugar. Ash, I'm squeezing her. I'm being attacked. I'm squeezing her because she's wrong. Now, the, the, it, it was not. I did not bring home donuts all those. Nights. I brought the donuts home on Thursday, and then I had my class again on Saturday, and so I brought. Oh, no, I brought the, <laughs> listen, listen, I brought you, first of all, you asked for 10 munchkins. They don't sell 10 munchkins. So I had to get you the 25, okay? Don't, don't blame me for eating all those munchkins, all right? You also brought by the way, something you had, called Gottams. You had three, they're not Gottams, they're Popums, and those are the Entenmann munchkins, and that's a different story. And they were so good. The Popums are better, right? Popums make munchkins look like crap. Well, they have Popums. This is a, do you guys have Entenmann's by you? Okay, Entenmann's is like a brand that you get at like a grocery store, but they make donuts primarily, but they also make, um, I think they're known for their chocolate donuts, but also the Entenmann's coffee cake is big. Yeah, it's like Little Debbie, but for the North and it's no. breakfast pastries. No, no. Yeah. No. It's You're, donuts, it's, not like little it's De- coffee cake. Little Debbie is 
is individually wrapped snack cakes. But it's the okay. same I, I, sort I, I, of idea. No, this is God. more of like if you're gonna go to if you if you got to bring like some sort of a dessert because you're having dinner at somebody's house you bring over they have cakes they're not individually wrapped so you'd get like their chocolate cake or their coffee cake or something like that and you have to use a knife to cut it if you're not a heathen um so but they make a you guys know what a duncan munchkin is right they're a donut hole if you want if you want to know what a donut hole is google it you'll come up with jerry seinfeld's bit about donut holes which is the most pretentious bullshit that he's spit out in years he's my favorite comedian yeah right <laughs> he's like uh donut hole oh do we have to eat the hole of the donut a hole it's not a hole it's a punch out it's a circle it's the hole is empty you're not eating the hole. You're eating what's in the hole. You know, it's like that's like his most like George Carlin's gone wrong bit. It's just like give it a rest. Anyway, um, they are. It's the hole that they punch out of a donut, and you get to you get to have that. That's what a munchkin is. Now Entenmann's has their own version. They're called Popums, and I would say that normally the Popums are fine, but they make Popums that have sprinkles. Mm. coated around it mm. and that is the difference maker folks the chocolate donuts chocolate frosted sprinkles spackled to the ass of these donuts you pop them in your mouth just like they tell you to you munch down and it's delicious got them it's a pop them, not a got them. <laughs> got them. Listen, there was a Ashley thing. keeps calling them different things. Got them. The day I bought them, she's like, where are the stickums? <laughs> They're so good. And then, and the They're problem so is, so good. I gave Ashley these 25 Dunkin' Munchkins the other day. She brought them up to her little stinky room. And then she just brought them back down. There were four in the box. <laughs> I had two of them. She burst in. They're not, you're not supposed to eat all of them. Like, she needed to eat them. Meanwhile, this motherfucker had cake for breakfast. <laughs> Someone's got to eat all this cake here. <laughs> no, somebody doesn't have to eat it. If you bring the cake into the house, somebody's got to eat it. Cake, eating cake for breakfast is like basically being like, I don't give a shit about this day. <laughs> <laughs> but also kind of being like, but I also love to celebrate. No, you it's, know, it's like I don't. It's like I don't give a shit about this day, but I'm gonna love. I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of this morning. Yeah, what you're but I'm gonna celebrate this morning. Right. Um. There is a there is a pastry from my past. No, I guess it's not a pastry. It's uh, a delicious doughy good, and they're called. I've talked to them. I've talked to you about them before. I might have even talked about them on the pod. But I think about them every so often, and I try and find them, just hoping that someone has resurrected them. But there was this thing you used to buy in the South called Sweet Sixteen Donuts. It came in like a little white. Uh, white paper bag with like a clear little window and then on the white paper bag was a print of like teens from the 50s having a party it was that was the print all over the bag and in the bag were 16 perfect powdered mini donuts they were so good they were made by a company called dixie um and they were so good dixie's sweet 16 donuts so good and then about 10 years ago they were sold to hostess maybe it's 20 years ago who knows i don't understand i've time. seen the hostess version of that and the ho- white bag yeah. with the window no hostess, no teens partying no teens partying they also changed the recipe so they're not as delish 
And it's just a real shame. Me and my mom used to go to town on a bag of Dixie Sweet 16. Did 16 come in there? Yeah, it was 16 donuts. And did you guys go eight and eight? Yeah, and they were like little. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'd split them and you get a glass of milk. And they were just, I don't know, the consistency of them was absolutely perfect. And I've just never been able to find anything like that again. Well, have you had the hostess version? Yeah, it sounds good. It's kind of got that dry donut thing that Edamons donuts have. Entimins? Entimins. You know how Entimins, the donut, the actual bready part's kind of dry? Not the pop Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a like big the- fan of the regular Entimins donut. Actually, the one, so my grandmother, the reason we have Entimins around here all the time, my grandmother has one Entimins donut, Entimins chocolate donut uh, for breakfast every morning. A That's, frozen chocolate donut. She likes them frozen in the... Uh, freezer she keeps them in the freezer you know and, and i respect that i respect it although people say that when you freeze chocolate it really takes the flavor out of it uh, my mother used to be a big proponent of that she would tell me like yeah but if you freeze it you don't you can't really taste it and then i googled it it's right it does take the take like the sweetness out yeah it takes the sweetness out that's why like uh, melted ice cream is always so much sweeter than frozen ice cream oh i never is that milkshakes are sweeter than frozen ice cream interesting like if you like melted a tub of ice cream and then yeah. you drink it like a glass of milk it would be disgustingly sweet wow i probably would be able to handle it i don't think so <laughs> Um, and also my mother, not to go on a, a, a tangent, but it's kind of, I used to like, um, you know, when we would go to a, a restaurant, you get a sandwich or a burger or something. They ask you what kind of cheese you want. You're like cheddar cheese. And she usually like, used to like kind of look at me and be like, don't, don't melt cheddar cheese. It takes the flavor. Yeah, I agree cheese. with that. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. As an adult, I realized she was right. Yeah, it becomes like kind of a waxy thing. Yeah, and it yeah. kind of, you know, the sharpness of the cheese is gone. Yeah, so what I always went with American. Well, American is definitely, I think, I'm, well, Swiss is pretty good. Swiss to, is great. To melt on top or of pepper stuff. jack. Ooh, you right, got we're, pepper we're, jack. We're moving on. We're moving back to. Put gotta, me in there. So anyway, my grandmother Coach. gets these uh, Entenmann's donuts every morning, and so we see that the, the box all the time. And so now I'm like, when I see Entenmann's in a store, I'm like, I got to get them. So I saw those popums. Don't let me go shopping, by the way. Clearly. We we do we do a uh, what what is called an Instacart. Like I would say, eighty percent of our shopping is done through Instacart, just because you know oh, these grocery. We're not stores trying are to have bad. Ashley have a meltdown in Wegmans again. Basically, right. <laughs> it gets really crazy around here at the grocery stores, and uh, we're just trying to be safe, so we get our groceries delivered and we pay a premium price for it. Um, so not bragging, more sadness is why I said that. Uh, but. Um, every so often, like I'll, I'll, I will need like a few things and it's like, I can't, you know, the delivery fee for this thing. It's just like, damn, all you need is like almond milk and butter. And it's like, fuck. All right. I'll go to the stop and shop around the corner. And, uh, I've realized as an adult in a pandemic, if I walk by something that I'm, I want, I just put it in the cart and I get it. And then, so that makes me get Popham's. Um, I got, got them, got them. <laughs> I got these things there, Ori, these Oreos that yeah, are, I never even got to you, have that. You, and you wouldn't. Nick ate I, the whole bag. I just inhaled them. I was like, night. Ooh, what are these frozen Oreo so treats? I, and I did. I threw them in the freezer because I was, uh, I was like, these will be good. They Came are, back an hour later. Can gone. I explain what they are? <laughs> can I explain what they are? So like they're mini Oreos in like a bag. You know, for all the talking you do, it's amazing you can't explain what it is quicker than that. Go for it. Mini Oreos in a bag. (laughs) Mini Oreos in a bag and they're like dipped in chocolate. So there's like a chocolate coating on them and they're fucking good. 
fucking good. Um, so yeah, I'll buy those those sort of things. I'm trying to think. Is there any other things that I brought home that were like crazy that I got from the store? No. We got earlier this year, maybe a couple months ago, we got um like little frozen. It was like Ben and Jerry's toppings oh, that we just no, they ate. Were, they were just oh, wasn't the it cookie, cookie dough? dough? It was yeah. like Ben and Jerry's cookie dough. But it was supposed frozen. to go on top of your ice cream and no. we were like we're just Yeah, it was like nothing but the topping. Yeah, that's to eat. Oh, I thought it was supposed no, to go on top like, of your ice cream. It's for fat people like us who are like, you know, you just want that cookie dough. Yeah, right? I did just want that cookie dough. Boy, that shit was good. It really was. Well, they have that at the little gro- corner store around here. So good. Get over there. So has that Instacart already been placed? Because I'd like to add some lemons to it. It's been placed, but it won't. You could still add. We'll do it after this. Okay. It won't come for a couple hours. So yesterday was Nanny's birthday. Or Saturday was her birthday. Yesterday was her party. And we got the cake. Nick got up super early and went out and got her like um, a, a cake. So and- yeah, there's this bakery around the corner from here in Bradley Beach and like my grandmother finds it to be sinful so I know she likes when I get stuff from there because she really likes it I bought this fucking cake from there Jesus Christ this cake was I mean you had it did 10 you minutes eat the, ago did you eat the graham cracker I ate the graham cracker why didn't you share that with me so I just wanted to eat the graham cracker I didn't want to have a slice up. of cake last night I just was like I'll just have this it had cracker. a chocolate covered graham cracker on top I was looking forward to uh, getting man, a munch the graham cracker was better than the cake I know it usually is that's what I wanted that's right um okay so she, she had so nick gets up and first off we had like a little present for her on saturday just kind of goodie bag of like jelly beans and stuff could but her real present we gave her sunday which were two robes um she's in th- that stage of her life where she only wants different types of robes Zip. it's a robe that zips so a robe she can that stay zip. warm at night it's not too long don't want to trip over it by the way the second robe we got her is too long that's why she didn't put it on so she's uh... having her friend take it in or take but it, it does or, fit her it fits her but she just says it's gonna be too long okay so we um nick gets up sunday morning he goes off he gets this chocolate cake in the in the dead of morning what else did you get i feel like you got you came back with some other things did you get her breakfast is that where you got those no, munchkins i, I, yep. I got i got us breakfast i made her breakfast mm-hmm. and then nick cleaned the house nick is such a good guy he cleaned the house for our guests to come over and then Gabby and Chris came over. We had so much fun. I yeah, think this is our second. This is our second time having my sister and uh, her boyfriend come over and do like a mask on social distance hangout for my grandma's sake. Which my you, grandmother's like not. She's even though she's like really, she understands COVID and she uh, like. She's like a proponent for for. She's on the right man- side. She's on the right side of history on all this stuff, but it's interesting. I, I I do get to see sort of society reflected back at me when I kind of hit my grandmother with certain things. It's she turned eighty one. You know, it's been a really huff, hard year for her, um, all of us, but her in particular for certain reasons. Um, and being an older person, being in this thing is is a little. It's got to be a, a little bit more confusing and, and maybe even a little bit more depressing than for somebody who isn't of her age, just because this is like supposed to be like the time in which she's just kind of enjoying her life and relaxing and, you know, seeing friends and family. And she has not been able to do that for a year. So it's like we, we're trying to make it so. 
Things aren't so bleak all the time. So and my sister's got to come over here. It's like yeah. our, our only family. She's so. got to come over, and they're doing a good job. I mean, they go to work, but they're they're not like partying or anything. They don't do shit, but they do go into an office. They wear masks, yada, yada, yada. So we have a big enough area where we can all sort of spread out six plus feet, wear masks, kind of chat for a little bit eat some food and then go i mean it's the second time that we've done it and it's a little awkward but it is interesting like you know when my i'm like my sister's coming over here and then i you know i toss my grandmother her mask and i'm like okay we're gonna put this mask on now because uh gab's coming over and we're gonna have fun and then you know my grandma who knows everything about covid still looks at me and goes masks in the house and i'm just like yeah yeah because remember because gabby's coming over and uh Oh, okay. Well, do we do we have to wear our masks even though we're we're in the house? And it's just like, man, you, you get it, right? You get that that we're doing this because we don't live with these people and they go to work and that's what you do. You wear a mask indoors and she's like, "Oh yeah, sure." All right. Fine. She'll wear it for like a good 30 minutes yeah. and then I look over and like it's kind of propped up to look like it's on, but it's really has slid down on the other <laughs> side of the half of her face. Yeah. We try. Yeah, we try. But we stay far apart from each other. But I think that the really the fun thing that we did, and I would recommend this to anyone if you're having a birthday and you're all sitting around looking at each other trying to think of something to say, ask Alexa what historical events happened on everyone's birthday. Because that was um that was fun. It was surely a highlight of the party. It was a highlight, and mainly because a lot of boring shit happened on all of our birthday. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even remember who was born on my birthday. Some actress. That's all Alexa no could idea. give me was like no idea. some Rebecca Romaine was born on your. It wasn't something. even that exciting. It wasn't even that exciting. Nope. The most exciting thing was we learned that Nick Cannon was born on Chris's birthday. The same day. Same as, day. Same as, year. As my sister's boyfriend, Chris. And I also thought it was really funny that Alexa went around and it said like, every like you're like what happened on this day like what historical event and alexa would just say like a music star or actress that was born on that day but then for gabby when it got to gabby it was like yeah there was like some like military coup yeah and some sort of massacre or something a massacre of some sort. It was kind of funny. My sis, but my grandmother apparently was born the exact same day and year as tom brokaw that's cool which is very nice it's yeah and immediately cool. she was like is he dead yeah. Is he dead? We, we also asked Alexa that. <laughs> and then we were like, shit, maybe. He was, he's not. He's, he's not. not dead. Woohoo. I love to learn that uh, a beloved star is not. He is he's not dead. Still uh, kicking. Yeah. I mean, the problem is with when the, my grandma can't really hear. And now that we have masks on and we're six feet away from her, it's like, you know, I mean, obviously, like today we're not going to have a mask on. Like uh, we were me and my grandmother and uh, and my fiance Ashley are all potting together. Yeah. So we don't wear masks in the house, obviously. obviously. And, and Ash and I don't go to into an office. So we all hang out in here and it's fine. But if somebody comes over here, you know, and they have to be in the house for a little bit, they got to wear a mask. And my grandma just can't fucking hear them. And so it's like, <laughs> it's like kind of, you know, and I do notice like, you know, my her granddaughter, my sister comes over and, and she's, you know, I don't see her very often because of COVID. And so when she comes over, we kind of, you know, catch up and talk about stuff and kind of, you know, we like to laugh about a lot of crap. And we're talking and my grandma just can't make any sense of what I we're know, saying. She's just staring at you guys. She just stares. And then what will happen is, and I feel bad, is I can tell that she doesn't know what we're talking about when like we're in the middle of talking about something and then she kind of just pipes up with what's going on in her head or like what's going on on her 
person at the moment. So yeah. like we had given her these, you know, these robes and we bought her two robes because we didn't know which one would fit and which one she would like. And she ended up, she was like, I want both. And we're like, fine, uh, keep them both. And then, um, you know, me and my sister and Ashley and, and Chris are talking about something. We're laughing. And then in the middle of it, you just hear like, you know, we're mid conversation. My grandma, she was like, boy, these robes are nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Nan. They're good. They're good. What's going on over there? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> and then we start talking about something else. And then all of a sudden she'd be like, love my robes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Hi, Nan. Sorry. Yeah. So um, all in all, I would say it was a successful party. She did thank me afterwards yeah that's she said sweet that me and you know how to get put have a good put on a good time now do you think that that is my direct influence in your life not to take credit for this compliment but i don't know i'm not too sure you did anything for hey. yesterday's party i went and got the cake i cleaned hey. i set the whole room up i got everybody over there i made sure everybody wore masks I, <laughs> that alexa thing that was my idea historical thing the, that happened on the birthday the food that was my sandwiches idea. Um, Jersey Mike sandwiches, by the way. My grandma's very simple when it comes to her. That's this is her words. She's a simple lady when it comes to her food. So she got to choose what we were eating. She just wanted a sandwich, and we have a Jersey Mike's up the block from us. And uh, I'll tell you what, scoff at it if you want. If you want to, Jersey Mike subs, which is a chain, and I imagine other places than New Jersey, it's made it to. I don't know. I I know what you're gonna say, and I'd like to chime in and say that I like all sub chains. Oh, you do? Yeah. I actually, um, maybe, I don't ever go to them. You like Subway? Freaking love Subway. Subway I like Subway, too. I didn't didn't think you liked Subway. Subway is the only place uh, when I'm in the middle of Virginia where I can find fresh vegetables. That's interesting. You know, I'll go in there and I'll get their six inch, uh, I'll get the veggie veggie and it's like fresh spinach, cucumbers, peppers. They also have like a veggie patty. I don't like the patty. Oh really? Yeah, I don't like the patty. I get um, I get cheese melted on the sub, and then I just load it up with all the veggies they have there. You know what? And is, do oil and vinegar, and it's so good. You know what's incredible? Huh? At Subway, I kind of want Subway now. Is you can get breakfast at Subway? Did you know that? I did not. They got a little breakfast sandwich. Yeah, it's just like everything else. Like if you go to Dunkin' for breakfast, they have that like egg that they yeah. put on things, but. What's great about it is you get your breakfast sandwich, which has the elements of any breakfast, any fast food place that has breakfast, same yeah. type of stuff, except they have their heroes and the toasted bread and all the veggies. Oh, so that's you cool. go and get that's yourself cool. like a, you know, a bacon, egg, you know, and, bacon, cheese egg and cheese on a roll. But then you get to put like hot peppers and all of the Ooh. stuff on it and like all their sauce. So- they do it just like a normal sandwich, except That's it's fine. for breakfast. And then they heat it up in the oven and it's all crispy. I used to go there before I went to work at Kids and Comedy a lot, like one year or a summer, maybe. Or I something. used to go. It was like, yeah, that summer. It was there where was I, discover, summer. I discovered they, they had this breakfast. I actually discovered they had breakfast based on... Somebody had a stand-up comedy bit about the fact that they won't serve them breakfast afternoon, and I forgot what it was, but they mentioned Subway, and I was like, Subway? And that's how I found out, and guess what? I would say that's the best breakfast in any fast food chain that you can get. Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'm talking about like fast food, not fucking- You're not talking about Denny's. No. That's a chain restaurant, and I swear to God, I'm going to smack these people- who what? don't understand there's a difference between a chain restaurant and a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Those are different places. They are. They are, folks. They are. He's Would right. Would you consider Starbucks fast food? Yes. 
I think it might. I think it might have to. Uh, Starbucks is another place that I love because, not to use like rural Virginia as a measuring stick, but sometimes you're in rural Virginia and there is literally nothing to eat besides biscuits and meat. And you go into a subway, you find fresh spinach. You're like, thank God, give me this veggie sandwich. Starbucks is the same. Starbucks, I can be in the middle of nowhere and I can walk into a Starbucks and I'll see fucking almond milk and I'll be like, thank you. I can drink my coffee with a splash of almond milk. What am I saying here? I love corporations. <laughs> yeah, we are fucking corporate ass shills. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. By the way, do you guys see Bruce Springsteen shilling for Jeep and pretending so like it had something to do with uh, unity? And uh, Ugh, it made me sick. Yeah, he was... doesn't have enough money. Well, I imagine they begged him to do this and he was like, I want to write the copy. Let me write what I want to write. Yeah, and he probably got like $10 million for it. Yeah. But it's like he's like liberty and freedom for a middle now, America. Now's your time, and... time where we need to uh, have middle ground. More. It made uh, my me dad mentioned puke. this. My, I talked to my dad about it. He's just like, what the fuck is this Bruce Cowboy character that's happened? He's from New Jersey. He's literally from 20 minutes from where we are right now. So Is weird. anything about where we live have anything to do with cowboys <laughs> have you, you seen a cowboy he lives around in here colt's neck and that is like there's horses there <laughs> like that's all yeah. i can think of yes it's named after horses i'm sure there's not even that many horses anymore in colt's neck but uh no he's from fucking freehold do you think that okay because to me young bruce sick mall there's a great mall in, in freehold so to me young bruce is like radical right he's like speaking truth to power you know no, young bruce is a rock and roller no, he's fucking radical. Born in the USA, that's like an anti-war anthem. Okay. Um, he's radical, and now he's just a voice of propaganda. Is what it feels like. No, I'm not gonna get down on centrist. Bruce. I'm not gonna get down propaganda. on propaganda. I'm not gonna get down on Bruce. He's like a hundred years old, and the fact that he's, he's like fifty. No, he's not. He's like seventy. Look it up. Hold on. How? Hold on. Should I be talking throughout this, or are you going to edit it? How old is Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen is 71 years old. Wow, I stand corrected. You stand corrected. Well, he looks great. Who's He's... ever getting, who's ever um, pulling those that skin back, giving a little facelift and tuck here and there? He's <laughs> my dad good. also said, uh, shout out to my dad, Steve. My dad also said he needs to grow his hair because he looks like Forrest Gump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he does. He kind of has like a weird... He's got a weird shaped head. It's kind of like a peanut head. So, uh, yeah, he should, should put his hair back. I, I imagine he's losing it. And uh, yeah, seventy one. Yeah, he better be. He better be. If he's not, something's wrong. I mean, I wrong. love Bruce. I really do. But it's just like oh, I'm sick of it. Just, uh, just sit in the Jeep, drink a Pepsi, smile at the camera, and have uh, Mike Myers and uh, you know Dana Carvey come in and play Wayne's World over your fucking head, and then call it a Super Bowl commercial. All right, I'm done. Eat it. To snap into a Slim Jim. You know, toss a fucking Dorito in your mouth and shut the fuck up. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been the podcast. We love you so much. <laughs> Are we not even going to mention our big thing? What's our big thing? The fact that we hate Josh now. We already talked about it on the we recap. We talked about it on the challenge recap, but a lot of people who listen to the Monday show don't listen to the challenge show and vice versa. That's stupid. Listen, Josh Martinez, he's the winner of Big Brother 19. He's on the challenge. We loved him. On the challenge. But I'm like almost rescind, want to rescind what I said based on <gasps> the new episodes we've watched of this Big Brother Nick. season. So basically what happened and what I mentioned on, on the recap is Josh, um, who's also on the challenge, as you guys know. I literally just said is, that. 
is he we we started watching his Big Brother season, and in the first quarter of the Big Brother season, he is so he's being such a bully, and he's on he's on the wrong side of the house where you're just like, oh, it's just really it's the worst cast I've ever seen in in all the all the seasons I've watched, which isn't all of them, but a bunch. This is the worst cast I've ever seen. There's no one to turn to as far as like I'm pulling for this person or I want this person to win. Like, and the people that you default to wanting to win are not likable on a normal season. You'd be like, they're duds. They're weird. Like, I don't want them. But you're like, oh, I, they're just the minority in the in the house. So, you know, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Josh is awful in this. He's crying all the time, but in a manipulative fashion. And he's like bullying people like where, you know, he's just ostracizing one or two people. He's being used as a pawn for this guy, Paul, who's like a guy who came back from the previous season um and he's like a master manipulator this guy and he's manipulating josh into being like a really cruel individual um so somewhere where you're watching this thing and you're like i can't this is making me sick to my stomach i can't watch this sort of like bullying because basically what he's doing is trying to provoke and incite certain people to guess fight him and maybe get thrown out of the house it's clearly a tactic he's decided is what he's going to do um and it just like all our goofing around on our challenge podcast talking about how much we like Josh because he's a big dumb idiot. That's kind of why we like them. Wink, wink. Uh, is because he's an idiot and he's stupid and he cries a lot. He's a baby. I like him because I thought he had a heart of a heart of gold. Yeah, I guess we he came off like that. But the reason I liked him is because he was stupid and we were ma- I was making fun of him. Okay, so you and I are so different. Yeah, we are different. But uh, I like him in a big galoot kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Josh, you're an idiot. I love you. That's kind of how I felt. Watching him and his season of Big Brother has made me go, oh, I hate this guy. I absolutely fucking hate this guy. And so now when I'm watching the challenge, I'm like, I'm glad that he's getting pushed around by Devin and yada yada and made fun of. It makes makes me feel good that he's getting his comeuppance. Now, we mentioned this on the last recap since then, we've watched a couple more episodes. He's had some sort of coming of, you know, uh, uh, he's he's turned a page once he became, like, head of household. He apologized to this guy, Mark, who he was trying to incite to fight him. And, and he doesn't want, you know, he's so being you're stupid. Saying I'm saying Josh... I'm saying he's... I think he may have turned a page on the show and yeah. understood that what he was doing is wrong. And the fact that he's going against Paul in certain ways on this show and during his HOH and he's kind of fighting against Paul in ways, not, not huge, but not doing everything that he says makes me like him more because I really hate Paul. So far he's done everything Paul has told him to do. He's just in confessional diary interviews has said that he doesn't, that's not his plan, but he's right. doing exactly he's what doing Paul it, is telling him to do. He's doing it, but he's talking to Christmas, another real likable person. Sarcasm, um, sarcasm alert. He's he's talking to Christmas and Christmas is clearly trying to like play him off of Paul a little bit. And it's just, I don't know how I feel about it. I'll, I'll say it is a struggle yeah. to, to get Ashley to get me to watch this show. I She wants to we watch gotta it. it. We got to finish it. I'm waiting for Survivor. I know we got to finish it, but like I am disappointed that we fell into this Josh trap that made us watch this. Yeah. Because this is a real bad use of my time i am not enjoying this season i'd like to bail but the completionist in me will more likely have me stop watching this show and then never watch big brother again because in the back of my mind i'm like 
well, got to finish 19 if I'm going to watch anything else. And then I just would never watch it again. So in that sort of mindset, I'm going to plow through and finish this stupid thing. Because the other thing is we know who wins. I know who final three is. Like, you know what I mean? It's like there's no excitement here at all. I want everybody to go home. So like the idea that some people are going to stick around longer than others and that being kind of exciting and seeing where they kind of fall out and who's going to make jury. Don't give a fuck. But what I've heard is the jury is like laughable in this in this acts ep- like a fool. So I'm I'm excited to see the jury sort of make a th- this is like a real They're gonna like, make an ass of themselves. They they really roasted this season online and I, 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 I can't wait to finish this and then read people talking about this season and so I can commiserate retroactively. Agreed. Um, so there you go. That's my thoughts on Big Brother. There Welcome to our go. reality TV show podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. You guys are the best. If you're not signed up for our Patreon, get over there. It's Reality Blow. It's Patreon. What is it? <laughs> uh, I was going to let you try, but it's just like pa- it's Patreon backslash Patreon.com <laughs> forward slash Reality Blows. Get over there. We're going to drop a February bonus episode real soon. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. You're the best. Have a great day. Bye.